Today's daf is daf Gimel. We are holding about six, seven lines down from the top of Gimel Medal of Ula Rovo. So just quickly, as a quick recap from yesterday, we learned in the Mishnah that when an aide, shliach, actually an agent representing the husband comes from Medina Sayam, from uh, far away, outside of Eretz Yisrael, Rashi learns means any place outside of Bovel, means it really means like far away, but there was a special takana that the Ham enacted that the get can only be used if the Shliach says that I attest to the fact that it was uh, written and signed in front of me. Now, that's the mission says. It doesn't give us the reason. He had a machlokas between Rabbah and Rabbah as to what the primary reason that you need to say the Fonai Nechta, Fonai Nechtim is. What is the reason that it has to be said? So let's go through quickly the two different opinions. Okay. According to, according to Rabbah, he said that we have a, a situation that a, the get needs to be written and signed lishma. Lishma means that you know for a fact it was written with the intent of the husband. He's one, and it was written for the specific woman. So therefore, the befanei nechtam and the befanei nechtam is the uh, way that the based in are making sure that this was written lishma. So my ask the question is that. Uh, why does it help with one uh, one shli- one witness really and we went through that it's really only rabbinical because mitaraisa you could assume that they knew the halacha that it has to be done lishma so it's only one they only required one and they gave it a status like two that was the and the uh, Rashi's shita we're going to go with Rashi's shita was how do you see it's lishma the fact that he just says you're missing the piece of so Rashi says that that's the introductory conversation the follow up they would ask okay so since it was done in front of you was it Lishma so that means that's going to be the next question that Beistin would ask that's how Rashi explains it right? now Rava learns the issue is not Lishma okay, we'll see why but he learns the issue is not Lishma so what's the issue? The issue is that if a husband challenges the veracity of a get, which it is possible that he would, because it does have negative impacts upon him, right? It's financial impacts. If she has a get, she can collect her silver. There's different uh, impact, negative impacts. So sometimes it's going to be challenged, the veracity of it. So now what would normally happen? So normally what happens is you have to now go find Aiden to determine that the signators were valid and were not fraudulent. If it gets coming from Medina Sayyam, it was written far away. What are the chances that you're going to find them and she's going to be stuck with a claim of a fraudulent get without a way to defend the claim? So what Chachamim enacted was that the person who's delivering it has to basically testify 
that this is not fraudulent. The Fonai Nechtam, Fonai Nechtam is where he's testing it's not fraudulent, so this will defend from a claim that it is a fraudulent. That's the reason that Rava said. Now the one's going to go through the same Shakovataria that we had yesterday on Rabbah, we're going to ask the same question. The Chorah, you have the same problem over here, is that if the person, the agent's also functioning as a testimony, Chorah, how could it work with only one person testifying? You should need to have two. And we're going to go through the same Shakovataria that we had yesterday. So let's see it inside. <coughs> the reason why you need the testimony of the Shlia because you will not come to find Adam that are here from Adina Sayyam to confirm, uh, legitimize this get if there's a fraudulent claim against it, the boy tray should you not require two people testifying as to its veracity, means that Takana should have been that any time you deliver a get from Medina Sayyam, what should you have to do? Two people should have to deliver it, because if it's here to validate, to validate the star, it's midi da haba kim stars alma, regular kim stars, when it's financial documents, right? Normally, the way to show that, that you can testify that it's a valid star, that the, the witnesses are valid, you need to have two witnesses testify, not one. So why is one sufficient over here? So one says that this is not just a financial issue over here. This is an issue, issue of Isra Heter. Why is this an Isra Beheter issue? Why is this an Isra Beheter situation? Because is she an Aishas Ish? Or is she not an Aishas Ish? So we're not talking about a regular financial. It's a regular financial issue. You need to, ver- to verify the star and legitimize a claim against it with two. Here we allow one. Why? Because eight echad never be certain. We have a, 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 a already a valid, uh, 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 all the way from the Torah, by Zava, by Nida, by Shaykhit, all of the cases. See, we rely on one aid for a uh, situation of verifying the, the Matthias, what happened. So here it is no difference. Ishi and Ishi, Ishi, not an Ishi, Ishi. Therefore, one witness suffices, and you don't need two. So Mark says like this, one second, you're making a big mistake. When do we say that to, uh, to clarify the status of something, one witness is sufficient? That is a situation where there's no legal presumption in any direction beforehand. You have a piece of, uh, of, of, of fat on the table, and you want to know, is that Caleb or is that Shuman? One witness can come and say what it is. But if you have a pre-existing situation where you know that it is a situation of Isser, and now you're trying to say, change the status from Isser to make it Heter, i.e. the case of Aishas Ish, that she is an Aishas Ish, which is an Erva, which is Osser, and now you want to make it Mutter, that it gets valid, and it's Mutter, there you need to change status with two. But well, we threw in yesterday's Rashi as the Kasha, we would see that one works. You see one works with Shaykhet. Isn't that changing a situation of something that you know the meat wasn't shechted and now it is? So Rashi says, where there's a dinner of where the person himself can change 
the situation. He can shift. She can count and go to the mikvah. So when you can change it yourself, then one is sufficient. But she, he himself cannot change the situation of Aisha's ish. So there one should not suffice. There you should require two. Our question returns. How do you have one witness saying that this is a valid get the fun and after fun and you are changing an ish situation of Aisha's ish to a non-Aisha's ish should require two, not one. That is the question that we are left with. So, when do we say eight echad is never be surin? That's begoyim chatika sevsa savish ochelim savish ochum shuman. You're not sure is it chelim prohibited fats is it shuman permitted fats? To lois chazik isura, there's no legal presumption. Avad hakla, but in our case, is chazik isura the aishas ish. Right, let's go with the Kirsa of the Ran. And it is a situation of one of the Arayas, one of the consanguous relationships. She is a Surah, she's an Aishas Ish. You need two witnesses to change that status. Answers the Gemara, the same answer we had before, same idea. He said, really, the din is as follows. I'm going to say it outside, we'll see it inside. That, Minat Torah. If you have a star that has on it two signed witnesses, the chazaka, the legal presumption is that generally people do not have the audacity, the chutzpah, to create a fraudulent document. And therefore using straight in a Torah, even if there's a claim against it, we would assume that what? The document is okay. It's only the chachamim that came along and said, one second. You know, we want to make sure 100%. Right. So really, it comes out that Minat Torah, you're not sh- that the, 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 the this this get Minat Torah should not need even the one witness to come and say, I can make sure, I can attest that it there wasn't it wasn't forgery because right because Minat Torah the presumption is that it's not a forgery. Came along the Chachamim and said, no, we want to make sure, right? So therefore. Since we came along, we want to make sure we don't want a situation where our stringency is going to cause a greater problem for the woman and she'll become an aguna. Aguna means a chained. She'll be chained, right, and not be able to get divorced. So therefore, we allow only, we only require one shaliyah to go along. We don't require two. Let's read it inside. But Minat Taira is zero, you're saying. Right, because you the, so, okay, like yes. the Taira, you don't need any. You don't need it. So, but then who. who Right, we don't need, we're talking about, you don't need the, the witnesses to verify that this is not a fraud, because generally a signed document, Minat Torah, automatically has a chazaka that's not a fraud. It's just a stringency from the rabbis. Correct. So, Bedinu, to the cube star, is Nami, that really you should not require the legitimizing this document, uh, affirming the status of this document. Kedresh Lakish. Following the dictum of Rish Lokish, why? Tam Rish Lokish, Eidim Achasim Al Ashtar, That any time witnesses have put their names in a document, it's as if it was Nechra. It's as if that document was investigated in Beistin. It's as if say, what does it mean? It's as if it's investigated Beistin. It's as if it's Minat Torah. It's a hundred percent. It's as if the Beistin checked it out. It's because we assume people don't have the audacity to put a false name in there. That's Rabbanon who does It's only something that Rabbanon came along and said, we require what? We require that if there's a shyness to the veracity of the star, we require that you go ahead and verify it. 
but mishum eguna, but where it might create a situation, because now, if she has to start looking around, how do I uh, get to aid him to, to, to verify the star? It would leave her in a situation of an aguna, husband's taken off, no one to give the get. She's stuck now, therefore, what did they, where, were they, where were they lenient? One aid is sufficient. Akilu barabonon, they rabbonon were meiko. I think want to ask the same question as we had yesterday. Why is this a leniency? What are you saying the leniency is? That we only require one, one aid to bring the get and say, fun and after, is that really a leniency? If the husband challenges it, Pitaka challenges it, so then it's going to be his word, one is, which is one against the testimony of one. And what happens usually when it's one against one? It's deadlocked. You know, they cancel each other out. And therefore, it's actually going to cause her to become an aguna. So you, you think you're making a leniency by requiring only one. It would have been a better, it would have been better for her if you would have required what? Two to bring it, because that would have stopped it from being deadlocked. That's a nice question. So when it says, I kulahu, is that really a leniency for her? That you only need one person to bring it? Ah, it's a, actually a stringency. To if you require two agents to bring it, the husband wouldn't have been able to show up and disqualify it by casting his Persians against it. But chad, but now that you only require one, so asibal, what stops the husband from showing up? Ma'arer, then creating aspersions against this document, upasale, and disqualifying it. And therefore, how have you helped the situation? You've made it worse by only requiring one. You should require two. The Gemara's answer will say it outside. The Gemara's answer is as follows. Is that since we're going to see that there's a machlokus, when you bring a get, when you bring a get, and you have to say, it's much locus. Does it have to be done in front of a base in, or does it have to be brought in front of two Aiden? But it had, requires a legal process, either in front of three, either it's in front of two. We assume that any person who is bringing it and making that statement will have checked into a hundred percent that the document that he is bringing is what? is valid, is not counterfeit. And therefore, based on that presumption, since this is only rabbinical to begin with, the rabbis gave that one agent the status as if what? He's like two. And therefore, even if the husband shows up, it's two against one. It's still going to be like two against one. That's the one that. But even if you say one against one, deadlock, does that mean that it's going to be pursued? You can't use it. You can't, you can't verify the valid validity. What's the difference of one versus two eighty? Two, two, two knocks, two knocks out one. Two is a lot of Two knocks out one. So now it's good. Uh-huh. So it says in one like this. Since the, we had a machlokas, but there was one opinion that says, how many people have to be there when the, when the agent gives the get to the... Uh, to, to the woman. There's two opinions on it. So therefore, the assumption is that the one shliach who's bringing it will be thorough and precise and therefore we can rely on him and give him a status as if it's like two. 
and therefore lost the He would not want to uh, uh, create a situation where there's going to be uh, what's the word um, aspersions against him that he may be told not he was not telling a truth or maybe you know, so therefore he knows that he might be challenged. He's not going to put himself in a situation until he's hundred percent checked it out, and therefore it's going to dim like two, and we don't worry about the husband, and that's why we can get away with having one agent instead of having two. So let's just step back for a moment, because this is where we really should have left off yesterday, because now we understand how Rabbi explains why one is enough, and how Rav explains why one is enough. But they had completely different takes on the Mishnah. Both agree, the Mishnah says, that the agent has to show up and say, but for completely different reasons. Rabbah, when he taught this Mishnah in Yeshiva, he said the reason is, because it has to be Lishma. Rabbah, when he taught in his Yeshiva, he learned the Mishnah was, because you have to make sure that it's, it, it's Mekayim the Shtar, that you're, in case the husband comes and... Uh, right. So the Chorah, the one who wants to know now, why does each one find the other one's interpretation sufficient that they feel they have to offer a different explanation. Why doesn't Rabba agree with Rabba? Why doesn't Rabba agree with Rabba in the interpretation of the Mishnah? Because they're really saying the same thing. They're not saying the same thing. They're getting into the same place. Oh, they're not they're getting, getting, the same, they're not getting the same place at all. But well, they're getting to the same place that the, the document is legit. Right. To get to yeah, but exactly. according to Rabba, you have to follow up and ask about Lishma. Yes. Okay. To, we gave three reasons yesterday what the difference between the two opinions would be. Oh. There are practical differences between them. They're not exactly the same. So what I want to know According to Rabbah, why is it because of Lishma? And according to Rabbah, why does he give the reason? Because because you're not going to have witnesses here to verify the veracity of the star. So that's where we're up. So let's go on. Okay. Um, <clears throat> one second to just find the place. I just lost it. Uh, now, Rabbah, my time, Eloi Amar why didn't Rava want to give the same reason that Rava gave? That the issue here is Lishma. So I'm a luck. When you read these Gemaras, remember these discussions took place hundreds and hundreds of years after these guys were no longer here. So I'm a luck means means what? If he were here today, this is what he would say. That's what he said. Like we, don't know, we don't know exactly what he would say because he's not here anymore. But this is probably what he would say. Okay? So therefore, like this. He would say it's like this. Let's understand this. And this is actually gets to the interpretation of where Rashi and Tosus learned. But I'm going to go, we're going to learn it like Rashi, we have to squeeze it a little bit. He says like this, if the pshat is that, why do you have to say the fun nechtav and fun echtam? if the pshat is like Rabbah, right, that the reason you needed to testify is because you want to make sure that what? So then why, why don't you make him say that? He should have said, You're missing the key piece. So Rashi learned it. You're going to ask him the later question. But the main takana is missing the piece of the takana that you needed. That he should say, The fact that it doesn't mention anything about Lishma says, Rava, uh, must be the reason to say it has nothing to do. Now, he's not disagreeing that it has to be Lishma. Not disagree with it. But you learn that's not the reason for the takana. That's what he's saying. Okay? So then what else is? So therefore, so Amar Karaba, Amalah. 
Mikatani, does the Mishnah say, Bafana Neftam Lishma, or Bafana Neftam Lishma? Doesn't mention anything about Lishma in the Ikr Takana of what you have to say. Now, what does Rabbis push back on that? What does Rabbis push back? I'm going to teach this the way Rashi explains it. So the Rabbank says like this. He says, you know, once you make something a requirement that this is what is required to have a kosher get, right? Something deviates from that requirement, it disqualifies, at least on a rabbinical level, it disqualifies the get. Okay? Now, if you require, since people have a certain amount of the capacity of what they remember, how they remember, if you require that there has to be two clauses, and each clause containing three words, Fanai nechtav lishma, clause one, clause two, Fanai nechtav lishma, we're afraid that a person is not going to remember the whole clause. And if he's not going to remember the whole clause, he's going to leave out a piece. And if he leaves out the piece, now you have not followed the dictate of what needs to be said, which would disqualify. Therefore, they don't want to make too much pressure on the Shalia, and therefore all you have to say, and and we will follow up and ask the next question is which will be one. Right. That's what that's right. That's right. That's Rabba's response to Rabba. That's correct. That would be. So Rabba says, You're right. Really the Takana should have been all six words. That should have been the the the, the takana. If you make too many words that you need in the proclamation, person is going to chop off some of the words. And Rashi says, and that could disqualify because now you're not following the exact wording, right? So therefore, that's why I make it easier on the person. Okay, therefore it's two clauses only containing each two words. So one says like this, but how do you know with two clauses or two words that he's not going to chop off either? Meaning, if you're worried about somebody chopping off words, why if it's two clauses, he might chop off as well. Right? So therefore you still, this takana could lead to a lot of problems. Here too, he's going to chop off. So here it says an interesting thing. I don't know scientifically. I have to check in terms of this. The studies on memory. It says like this: that if you require three words in a clause, there's, it's, it's probable someone's going to chop off one word. But if you only require two words in a clause, then generally people will not chop off any other words. So therefore, so as much as like this, one out of three words people chop off. Charmitarti loy guys. One out of two words in a clause, therefore they will not chop off. So now we've taken care of the first half of the issue here. We understand why Rava didn't learn like Rava is why? Because you're missing a key ingredient of the statement. What key Lishma, right. and, and why and we have our Rava, our Rava, 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 right. Now we have to go the other way. Why didn't Rava why didn't Rava, Rava agree with Rava? And <coughs> that you need it for Kim Staras. But you need it because you're not going to have Aiden to come and defend. So Rabba, my time lo amar Remember, they both were leaning, running. These are Amarayim. Their job is to interpret Mishnayas. They led the same Mishnah. 
They, so each one read the same line that you have to say before nechtem, before nechtem. Why? What did he see in the wording of the Mishnah that said, uh-uh, this has to be a Shema issue. This has nothing to do with Kiyum stars. Why? So he says like this. He says, Gavaldi. He says like this. Kiyum stars, right? That you have to be Makayim. What do you have to validate? What are you testifying? That what was not forged? The signature. Correct. So why do you have to say both statements? Why do you have to say B'fanai Nechtav and B'fanai Nechtav? That it was written in front of me and it was signed. Really, the only piece that's necessary is the sign. B'fanai Nechtav. You know, if the only reason is because you're here... What's that? So what's that? So therefore, it can't be just talking about that you need it for the veracity, the verification of the... Uh, of the signatures, because then all you would have needed the, uh, the declaration exactly. to do, Befanai Nechtam. The fact that you need Befanai Nechtam, says Rabbah, must be a Lishma issue. This is why Rabbah learned Lishma as opposed to Rabbah. So Moses is like this. So my time, Alama Karaba. So I'm Allah. Again, what Rabbah would tell you, would he have been here today? Imkain, Nitni Befanai Nechtam, Vesulai Befanai that you don't, all you have to have is a second clause. In front of me, it was signed. Right? What do you have to write? This obviously is teaching me that the reason for the Takana was not an issue of Kiyushkaros, but actually was a Lishma. Now you have to see how... It's, that's a great time. How would Rava respond to Rava's position? I'm going to say it outside and we'll see it inside. The idea, as we saw before, the idea that if there is a question as to the veracity of a document is not just for Gittin. It's for all legal documents. Right? Now, in all legal documents, though, we don't have this leniency. In all deep legal documents, if you have to do Kiyom Staros, how many witnesses do you need? You always need two. Here there's a special leniency because we don't want to leave a chained woman. There's an argument. But he says, but you have a problem because if people see that for a get, which is a legal document, you only need one witness for Kim Staras, what they're going to think, therefore, for all documents, you only need one, which is not true. For all other documents, you need to have two. So how do we show, this is what, how do we show, says Ravva, that this is a special din, specifically germane, specifically to the laws of get, and it's not applicable to other legal documents. He says like this: you require. So with the pre-existing, we said it's an issue before. Not all documents were issued. No, no, no. That, that, you don't no, want to no, go that way. No, no. But we said that doesn't help you. Okay. That doesn't help you. So therefore, we. So therefore, what is? What do you do? You make the person say not only. Befanai Nechtam, but you also have to make him say Befanai Nechtam. Now, Befanai Nechtam, by all other legal documents, you never have that as a requirement. Why are we making this requirement? To show that this is specifically a get halacha, not a legal document halacha, and therefore people will not make a mistake by mixing up Kiyum Staros of Gittin to other Kiyum Staros of other legal documents. So really you're right. You shouldn't need the Befanai Nechtam. But it's only there to make sure that what? That people don't understand the this star and other yeah, that, So that's how, that's how Rava pushes back 
on the time of Rabbah. Okay, you could look at it that way. Right. So what else? So what says as follows. So says what as follows. So Rabbi says, but then whom you're right from the straight letter of the law, right? The list the They could have just said all they have to test is the funai nechtam. Ah, the funai nechtam. You should say the funai nechtam. It was signed for me. Ella the im came. However, if that would be the case. You're going to have a mistake that by all other legal documents, in all other cases that are not get, people are going to confuse it and think just as one witness works over here, one witness would work over there as well. So therefore, how did they stop that from happening? You have to say Well, because now that's not you never acquire the fun and by Kim Shtaras of all other documents. So therefore it must be this is special it's a notice it's a notice that this is different. Now, comes along Robin and Robin says like this what you're predicating your whole explanation of the Mishnah and the explanation of that extra clause is because people will confuse Kitin with other little documents. Rabbi says the halachas pertaining to Gitin are so different anyway that what? You don't need that. No one's going to make that mistake. And therefore, I don't agree with you. You have to say the for that. That can't be why it's written. Because people wouldn't make that mistake. Therefore, the Fonanechta must be for a different reason. What must it be? For says Rabbi, for the Shema. That's what Rabbi's pushback is. But if Rabbi's saying all the whole things about the Shema, even he wouldn't have to say the Fonanechtav. Nechtam. You don't need to have signatures on the Shema, do you? You could. We'll see. That's going to be the next thing. Okay. Someone says like this. So says the Gemara. The Rabbi. Rabbi says, me, dummy. Is there any uh, any comparison between the, the, the a star and all? Uh, I mean, a get a get notion and all other legal documents. Is there a comparison? He's going to give three reasons why they're completely different. What are they? He says like this: that generally the terminology when you have witnesses testify that this is a signature. That's key of Staras in regular legal documents. The statement that needs to be made is Yadinam. What does Yadinam mean? No. We, we, can, we can attest, we know that what? That these, that these signatures are not fraudulent, are, are real. That's what you need. Here we say what you have to say is what? The Fonai Nechtam. The Fonai Nechtam. He says, that change alone, without having had the fun, no, without having to write, it was written, without the Fonai Nechtam, the fact that here you say, the Fonai Nechtam, as opposed to everywhere else, that all you need to say is Yadinan, that shows already that what? There's a difference between what's going on by get and people. No, they have to witness the same thing. A different word of acknowledgement. And therefore, that alone would put in a person's mind, don't compare what you see by get. In a loan document, you just say Yadina. That's all you need, Yadina. But here and again, you need to say, Therefore, you don't need the Befanai Nechtam. That's Rabba's response that, to the... To that's Rabba's response. No, that's Rabba's response. Rabba's response. Special thing. Rabba's got his response to Rabba. Right. Yeah. So, therefore, like this. Me, Dami, Hosram, Yadino. That here, 
in also, I mean, all legal documents, you need Yadinan. Hacha by get, what do you need? You need Bifanai. Bifanai Nechem. That's difference number one. Difference number two, it's a huge difference, right? Difference number two is that by all legal documents, if you want to use a woman to verify the signatures, can't do it. By get, you could. So that already shows an innate difference. So therefore, Hasan Isha Lamehemna. Hacha Isha Mehemna. There, a woman is not believed to be a, uh, a testifier on the, on, on the signatures. Here, a woman is believed. She, right? she could say the Panayat Yes, she can be the agent. Right? Be the agent. Right. Number three, this is also interesting, but let's, it's I'll copy it. This is the way Rashi learns it. Is that number three? Let's say a husband, again, whatever the husband reason of doing this, we're not here, we're not here to psychoanalyze the husband. But usually what happens, as soon as the husband gives a get to a woman, the moment she receives it, what's the din? She's divorced. What if the husband, okay, the husband is in uh, Mexico, and he gives a get to a woman. He says, listen, I don't want this to be a get that is a get from Mexico. Okay? I, mean, I don't want your problems with the Rabbanut. I don't want your problems. I want you to take this to Eretz Yisrael. And when you take it to Eretz Yisrael, you'll be my agent. You're taking it as my agent. You'll walk into Beistin and say, this is a get for me, but I'm also functioning as an agent of my husband. Right? Now, in such a case, she needs to say, Befanai Nechtav and Befanai Nechtam. And when she does that, at that moment, she'll be divorced at that point. The husband is, there's a delay. You can do that. Now, this is a unique situation because usually in a situation where there is a loan doc, a, a, a legal document, the principal is never able to attest right. to the, the veracity um, you need an outside, an outside independent here. Here you see a situation by get that the woman who is the beneficiary of the get is believed to say the fun I met, the fun I That doesn't work. A guy can't pull out a get and say, okay, Yair owes me a thousand dollars. I'm testifying that these signatures are correct. Can't do that, right? And you see by get, it works. So that shows again there's a complete difference between Gitanoshim and other legal and therefore there's no reason to assume that people are gonna do what? Think that it's like, like and therefore you don't need, says Rabba, the Bafanai Nechtav to show that distinction. Must be the Fanai Nechtav for a different reason, which is what? The That's the third thing. Right. So therefore, next. Um in the third difference. There, in all legal documents, Baal Dover Lemehem, and the principal, who is the beneficiary of the document, would not be believed for the veracity of the signatures. Hacha, Baal Dover Here, the principal is believed. She would be believed. Again, I set up a case. It's a strange case. Okay. Now, Rob is going to push back. Let's just say you have to keep understanding what's going on here. Again, we started this. <clears throat> we started this explaining that why is it that Rabba learned that it is lishma, and it's not for kiyum staros the way Robert says it because you're not going to find witnesses he says but if it's only for kiyum staros you don't need the refanai nechtam you only need the refanai nechtam Robert's pushback is you're right technically the refanai nechtam would be enough but people are going to get confused between 
this case and, uh, and other documents, and they're going to think just as one works here. So therefore, throw in an extra language of a fana nechtav to show you that it's, you don't make, you will not, you will not end up being confused. And therefore, so it is for Kiyom Shtaros, but it's to show a discre- discrepancy. Pushes back Rofa. I don't need the Fana Nechtav not to make a d- comparison, because innately there's no comparison. Now we get three reasons why people wouldn't make that mistake. Number one, here you say Fanai Nechtam. Everyone else, Yadinam is sufficient. That's number one. Number two, here you can use a woman. There you cannot. And number three, here you can use a principle, and by regular legal documents you cannot. Now, the way Tosas explains this, Rava really only, uh, uh, only addresses one of the three complaints. Two of them, he holds you don't have to address. He says, how many people know that you can use a woman? How many people know that you have a case, a strange case, where he makes of the agent that can use it? And if it's not something that everybody knows, it's not a common thing, you can't say, oh, people will make, they will realize that and show there's no, uh, there's, a, there's an innate difference between, um, between Staros, regular documents, and Gitzin. So therefore, even though there are those differences, but those aren't things that people necessarily are aware of. So one thing though, that people will see that is clear, because every get, People are going to say, see, here you said, and everywhere else you say, that's the one he's going to address. And the way he's going to address it, he's going to ask you a question. Let's say the agent showed up and said, instead of saying, he said, no, good. he said, he also would be good. Because at the end of the day, you've accomplished what you need to accomplish. What do you want to accomplish? You want to accomplish that I'm testifying. So therefore, it's valid. Again, why is it plural? Yadinam, it's a single thing. But the bottom line is, so with rubber holes, Yadinam would work by a get to. And since Yadinam would work by a get to, you can't say that that's going to be a, a source of where you could see there's no, that there, there's a difference between them. That therefore justifies rubber in his own mind. Why you have to add the additional clause of one I left off. Because Yadina says that it's two Aden when you said uh, that's I'm just separate. I'm asking yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. But think about it. But the point is, Yadina means I know is is valid by get to, so you can't make that as a distinction. That's what his point is. Ah. Rava will tell you, Atahi is would it not be over here too, Kiyama Yadina, that if witnesses would say Yadina, would that not be sufficient? Obviously that would be sufficient. So Milam Hemni, would they not be believed? And since if they would say Yadinam, they would be believed, so they still have the problem of People are going to confuse and think since get works with one aid, they're going to think that everywhere else also works with one aid. And that's why you need the additional clause of what? Of the Fanai Nechtav as well. Now, just step back for a moment. Okay, so we understand now why Rava didn't learn like Rava, why Rava didn't learn like Rava, and now each one defends the reason why the other one did not learn. Now he's going to ask a whole different ball game. This gets to, I think, something you asked, one of you asked. Comes out according to Rava. Okay. Both clauses, according to Rava, one clause is needed for the cube starters, the other one's needed as a protection that there'll be no comp- complication. We understand that you need both tools. According to Rava, he learns is that the only reason for this Mishnah that you have to say for an is for one reason. What's the reason? Lishma. Lishma. 
So it comes out then, it, the Tana, whoever the author of our mission is, holds that you have to be able to attest two things. One, that the get was written Lishma. And number two, that the get was signed Lishma. Now we're going to try to figure out, is there such a Tana that holds that you need Lishma not only on the signing, but on the writing. Or not only on the writing, on the signing. Is there such a Tana? Now, let me step back. We have time is short here, but I, I, we want to finish this. But you need to know the following. The din of Lishma is learned from, the Pasuk says, the cost of law. The cost of law, right? We learn law means Lishma. Now, the question is going to be, the Pasuk says two things. It says, because of our you have to write for her a document of separation. The Nasim you have to place it in her hand. That's the Pasuk. There's going to be a huge machlokas when it says that you have to write. What writing are we referring to? Are we referring to the writing of the get? Or are we talking about the signing of the get? Because whichever one it's referring to, that's the one that the Torah requires that it has to be Lishma. Because it says the cost of law means Lishma. So which one? Now what we're saying is there is a Tana that holds it means both. It means that the writing of the get that the, and the signing of the get has to be Lishma. We're going to see is there such a Tana that holds that. That's what we're trying to figure out. Okay? Now. So let's, we're going to go. This, these these machlogs we're going to bring down really are throughout the Masechta come up and we're going to develop them more clearly then, but time is short. I want to just get through this. So it says like this. Manta, so let's say, Lerabba. Remember, there's only a question of Rabba, because he learns both clauses of Lishma. So Lerabba, the Amr, the Fish, and the King Lishma. Man Haitana, who is the author of the Mishnah, the boy Ksiva Lishma, Uboy Chasima Lishma, that needs both the Ksiva and the Chasima Lishma. Right? Now, the two, two Tanoim we're going to be dealing with that would have relevance over here is Rav Meir and Rav Alosa. Now, let me tell you Rav Meir. Let's start with Rav Meir. There's, an, there's another thing we learn out from the Kosov, say the Kruzos, Venosan, Beyodah. We learn from there the Kosov and Venosan is there cannot be any action separating the writing and the giving. It has to be something that you don't have to do something. It doesn't mean that you have to write it and then write it and give it, but you have to be able to write and give it. And from there, Chazal learned, we're going to see, you cannot write on, they cannot have it on the Chubal Karka. You go ahead and write on a tree and they want to cut it down and chop it out and give it, you can't do that. Because now you've created that there's a second action that's required after the writing. Can't be. Right? Right. That's mayor? No, that everybody holds. Now the Shaila is though, what is the, the two things that have to be next to each other? Now, we're going to quote over here a Mishnah. The Mishnah says, you cannot write a get on a Mechubalakarta. You cannot write a get on a tree. Right. Simple understanding is, because the Pazak says, the cost of law, the Nasan. And if you write on a tree that's connected to the ground, you don't have a cost of, you have a cost of the Katsats, you have to chop it down, and you have to give it. Right? But then the Mishnah does an interesting thing. It says, and if you did write it, it's not terrible. Why is it not terrible? Because you can, you can chop it down, right? Sign the signatures, and then you can give it. Now, whose opinion is that? It's Rav Meir, right? Because Rav Meir holds that when the Pazit says the Kosov, the Nasan, the Kosov is referring to not the writing of the get, 
That's referring to the signing. And therefore, even though Lechatchila, we don't want you writing it because there's a problem. If you start writing it on the tree, you might end up signing it as well. That's why Lechatchila, you should really do it on a disconnected thing to begin with. But Bediyevin, if you wrote it on the tree, you can still chop down the tree because you're not in violation of the requirement because as long as you do what? As long as you sign it and give it, you're Yotze. So obviously, Rav Meir's understanding, when the Pesach says, the cost of love, Nasim B'yodah, what does cost of exclusively refer to? The signatures. Refer to the signatures, which therefore cannot be the author of our Mishnah. Why can't he be the author of our Mishnah? Because the cost of love is only the signatures, so the only thing that requires the Shema, Cost of law is the signatures. But the Vikasav is not what's referred to in the Torah when it says Vikasav. So therefore it doesn't have to be done Lishma either. You see, it's tied together. Because however you, whatever you learn Vikasav in the Torah refers to, right, which means, that, and it has to be back to back with the giving, is also what the Lishma portion has to be. Because that's where the law is written. But if you don't have to write it, you can write it on a tree, chop it down, then Vikasav doesn't refer to the writing of the thing, then you don't need Lishma on it. Therefore, he cannot be the author of our Mishnah. Why can't he be the author of our Mishnah? Because the author of our Mishnah holds that not only does the signing have to be Lishma, oh, the writing has to be Lishma as well. That's the most point. Ira Meir, if you always going like Rav Meir, Chasima Boy Yiksiva, for Chasima Boy, the, the signing is going to need Lishma. The Ksiva Loy Boy, you won't need Lishma for the writing of it. How do you see that? There's not because we learn from the Mishnah, ain't Kaisman B'machuvah L'Karkin. You're not allowed to write again on something that's connected to the ground. But if you did do it, but yeah, then, if you did do it on the Chubal Karka, Talsha, and then you chopped down the tree, you then signed the document, you gave it to her, Kasha. Right? That's Rav Meir Shita. So you see clearly Rav Meir learns the cost of law that's written in the Torah specifically referring to signatures. Therefore, the Shema is only the signatures. Can't be the author of our Mishnah. What are you going to tell me? Maybe it's going like Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Lazar disagrees with Rav Meir. Now, Rabbi Lazar holds that when the Torah says the Kosav, it actually is the writing of the Shtar. Right? And he actually holds, and there's a huge machlokas, he holds that really in a Torah, you don't even have to sign the, the get. Because what makes it into a legal instrumentality is not the signatures on the get, it's the witnesses that witness oh, the giving of it. Venasan law is the safe increases. The Venasan law is, but really, the cost of law, you don't have to have signatures. Right? Because, so he holds, when the Torah says the cost of law, it can't be told on signatures because you don't need signatures. So what does the cost of law refer to? The writing. So it comes out of contrary of laws, you have this opposite problem. So the cost of law has to be lishma. But it can't be the signatures. Why? It can't be referring to the signatures being lishma. Why? Because he doesn't hold you need signatures. So it can't be the Torah is talking about signatures. Because if the Torah is talking about signatures, then you would need the signatures. He also you don't need it. I don't need it. So what makes it a legal instrumentality? According to him, what makes it a safe Christus is the witnesses on the giving, not on the signing. But what needs to be Lishma, according to him, is the writing. Still can't be the author of our Mishnah. Because our Mishnah requires both. So there's one like this. The E, Rabbi Lazar. Siva boy, he always the writing has to be lishma. The chasima loy boy, the signing does not have to be lishma. Now the Gemara says, you know what? Some guy in Shir is going to say, I have an answer. You know what the answer is going to be? He says, you're right. Minat Torah, Rabbi Lezer holds, Rabbi Lezer Shita is, that you have to write the get lishma, and you don't have to sign. Maybe the rabbis came along later and said, you know what? You have to sign the get as well. 
right? And since they said you have to sign it, Midra Bonon, that signing needs to be Lishma. And therefore, what have we gained now? The author of Mishnah. He could be the author of our Mishnah. Midra Raisa, the Ksiva has to be Lishma. Midra Bonon, the Chasima has to be Lishma. And then Rabbi Lazar, we found the author to our Mishnah. Maybe that you're going to say that. That doesn't work. We'll see in a moment. Why? So the more like this, let's see the sign. Says the Gemara. <coughs> maybe you'll say, maybe it's, or really, the author of Mishnah is Rabbi Lozer. When does Rabbi say, you don't have to sign Lishma, because you don't have to sign altogether, that's only Midoy Raisa. But Midoy Rabbonon, maybe he holds, you do have to sign, and the signature should be Lishma, right? So there are Rabbonon boy. says one like this, you can't say that, why? We're going to bring down, there is a Tana, that we're going to see in a Mishnah that says there are three rabbinical uh, there are three rabbinical disqualifications right that the rabbis insisted on something if you didn't do it it disqualifies forget Midrabonon but since it's only Midrabonon if the woman used it married someone else and had child with the second person the child will not be a mamzer why won't the child be a mamzer because it's only a rabbinical now we're going to see Rabbi Lazar disagrees with Tana. And the way he pushes back makes it clear that he holds that even rabbinically you don't need to sign the document. Well, if he holds even rabbinically you don't have to sign the document, obviously you don't have to sign the Lishma. And therefore he still can't be the author. It means what I want to suggest now is that he holds that Daraisa you have to write Lishma. Midra Bonon you have to sign Lishma. We're going to see that holds Midra Bonon you don't have to sign either. So obviously it doesn't have to be Lishma. That's the one that's going to point you. There are three rabbinical disqualified Shtaras. And from that argument that he disagrees with Tanakama, and you, you see clearly that his position is what? That the signatures do not have to be Lishma. Where do we see this? There's nine. We learned in a Mishnah, okay? There's going to be a Mishnah later on, uh, uh, on Yitzayim. We have it in Babasana. It says, Gimel Gitim Sulin. But if the woman used it anyway, the Inistas got married with it, Havlat Kasher, the child will still not be a mom. So because only rabbinical motorized. What are they? First one, let's say the, the, the husband, you're not going to scribe. He wrote it himself, and he did not get it signed with witnesses. Didn't get it signed. And he gave it to her. And maybe there are witnesses that saw him give it. So this Tana agrees somewhat. It's rabbinically disqualified because rabbinically we do want witnesses signed. But we derive it works, and therefore it's only disqualified Rabban and the child will not be a monster. Case number one. Case number two. Yeshalav Adam. It was uh, written by a scribe. And not only that, and Adam signed in it. But you missed the ingredient that the Chachamim Mamakbid on. You didn't put the date. You're going to see later on, not having a date in a get is a big no-no. Not midaraisa, midrabon. So therefore, Yeshalav Adam, the aim by his man. Okay, that's problem number two. Midra it's a problem, right? Problem number three, okay? Yez Bozman, Sofa wrote it. Sofa wrote it. He put in a date. But only one witness signed it. So we're going to see later on that the, the Chazal say, it's the Sofa himself, the fact that he's writing it, he can act as one of the witnesses. So therefore, even though there's only one signator, but even Starif with the sulfur makes it as if there are two. But it's only a Rabbonum, because really, the rise, you don't have to have anybody 
side, right? So therefore, Hare Elu, Shlosha Gitim Sulin. Femnisa is a blood kosher. Now that's the Tanakama. Now the Tanakama clearly holds, right, that you need to, you don't need signatures in a get. You don't need it. Rabbinically, you do. That's it. Comes along Rabbi Lozer, Omer, Abba Bishen Alav Edim. He says, even when there's no witnesses, it's still kosher, it's still kosher. Now, what must be saying? Even if there's no witness, it's still kosher, what? Rabbanu Doraisa. No, he must be saying it's even kosher to Rabbanu, because he's arguing with the Tanakama. Everybody needs to be, both of them agree that Doraisa, you don't need witnesses. Tanakama says, Mid Rabbanu, you do. He comes along and says, Mid Rabbanu, you don't. Clearly, we see Rabbi Loza's position ah. is that even rabbinically, you don't need it. Well, if you don't need rabbinically, then obviously their Aiden don't have to sign Lishma, because you don't need them altogether. So we're back to our problem. What's the problem? No. Yeah, who's the, who's the author of the Mishnah? Yes. Okay. So therefore, like this. So just finish Rabbi Loza's side. So Rabbi Loza on there, Avobish Enelav Aiden. As long as you have Adam, when the get was handed to the woman, kosher. And not only that, the and not only that, this document can even be used to collect from what are the chasim shabadim? Encumbered properties. Now, Rashi brings two pshatim over here. I'm just going to go with the one that the Rishonim all agree with. He's not talking about here specifically a woman. He means like this: any time when you have a loan. If somebody lends you money, okay, your properties become encumbered if it's done with a document. So, and therefore, what does it mean? If you try to sell those documents past the date of the loan to someone else, and he comes back to you and you say, I don't have any money, he has a right with that document to go and collect. Now, there has to be a valid derisive document for that. So, and you didn't put Aiden. Revelation says it doesn't matter. Even without Aiden, you can collect from incumbent properties. Because really, we don't even need the Aiden. As long as there's witnesses that testify that the document was given, the Aiden is zero there. Now, this is applies by all financial documents, not specifically Aiden Gittin. Sha'ena Aiden Chosmal again. Because the only reason you need witnesses signed on a document, it's only for Tikkuna Olam. It's like a, uh, an enactment that is better for society. It's a societal, uh, which is, right. Because why is it for the, because we're afraid that if Aiden, uh, the Aiden Messira die, right? And you don't have Adim that can attest to the transaction. You can rely on the Adim that are written in a document by a legal document. Alright? That's it. So therefore, uh, and, and you can show this to other people and they can rec- means even the Adim sign, if you have it written, it can be verified either by them or by somebody that recognizes it. But that's a tikkun olam. But really you don't need it all together and it even creates a shibur on the nechassim. So now, but we're, we're back to our problem, right? Because who is the author of our Mishnah? So now the more goes the other way. We try to make it Rabbi Lazar. He said it can't work. Let's try to make it Rabbi Meir. What did Rabbi Meir hold? The cost of law in the Torah refers to? Signing. Signing. You don't have to write Mishma. Maybe Rabbi Meir holds, Mita the signing has to be Mishma. Mita Rabbanon, the writing has to be Mishma. And then it could be the author of the Mishnah. So Ellis says, more Rab Meir he. The Chila by Rab Meir Ksiva Lishma. When does he say that you don't have to have the writing Lishma? And we saw that even Vidyatan, if you chopped it down and it was written on the tree, it would be good. That's Midaraisa. But maybe Midrabanon, boy, but Midrabanon, you do have to have 
it written, it has to be lishma. Right? This is like the counter of all the different Rabbalosa. Says the Gemara like this. You can't say that. Because Ha'amar of Nachman, Omar Ayar of Meir, Afilamatsu Ba'ashba, Bechasma, Venaslakasha. But Meir Shita is that since you don't need a get written for a specific woman, if you find you're at your Kran Heights, and Menachem Mendel's married, divorcing Chaya Mushka, you can take that get and you can go ahead and use it, even though it wasn't written with a person, as long as what do you make sure? <laughs> the Chasima was Lishma, right? Now maybe that's also only the right stuff. Maybe we need to on. That's not the case. Says the Gemara Gavad Gazah. When on a Tana you can say that. When an Amora says something, he has to be much more clear. And if this only meant me the right Nachman should have said that it's only the right But Rabbanon you have to do it. The fact that he never said it means that Mayor does not require the signatures. Be Don Lishma, I, I mean, I mean, not the singing, the writing, Don Lishma, even with Rabbonin. Achita Imam, the Raisa, Kamas Ninanlaw. So he's a mayor, it's only the Raisa. Iachi, Omer Ayurah, Mayor of Nachman should have said, Dvar Torah, me boyle, mina Torah, he should have mentioned, that's only the Raisa. So therefore, it cannot be going like the Shita of Rabbonin. Jim will stop over here.